2: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
3: We have a problem, team. DeMar DeRozan on fire. One of the greatest seasons that has ever been played in a Bulls uniform. I mean, this guy has been phenomenal. Welcome in, by the way, to the Windy City Bulls podcast. Brian Beto, David Edelman coming up. But I got one bone to pick with DeMar. I'll. Leave that as a tease. It's coming up. I don't know, ten minutes into the pod. Uh, But in all seriousness, Demar Derozan. So I think I've been saying this every pod, but just I got to say it again: the rainbow jumpers, the put him in the middle of the court, shake and bake around a screen, pump fake, do it again every single night, back to back. Wow, 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 Demar. I am worried about Zach in the knee. That's a huge, huge issue in my mind. Uh, and yeah, everybody else, just get healthy at your leisure. But uh, the Bulls are playing great basketball. They're super fun. Neil Funk was back in the building. We talk about that coming up here. That was interesting. Some interesting signs, some interesting signage at the United Center uh, these days, which uh, I had to bring up as well. Do Windy City Bulls podcast starts right now. Showtime. Did the Bulls make a mistake standing pat at the trade deadline? And I also would add in here that perhaps, perhaps outside of betting on the roster that's coming back, I do wonder how much Zach Levine's knee injury, going to see a specialist in in Los Angeles this week, if that played any part in our tourists and company deciding to not do anything at the deadline. Coach, you want to take this one, buddy? What do you think? Standing Pat, I I think you were – actually, I know your answer. I think I know your answer. Beto, what do you think? Was it a mistake?
1: Not a mistake. Was I I hoping maybe something could happen? Sure. But at the end of the day, here's the problem, is that we know in order to get anything that could have potentially brought them into that next tier or at the top of the East, they would have to give up Pat or Kobe, right? They weren't going to necessarily do that, especially give up Pat. And then some of the other bigs, there was quite a few big man depth piece bigs that were on the move, but the Bulls didn't have anything of value to potentially give uh, for those guys. Like like the what those guys came for in return are a lot better than Troy Brown and Tony Bradley Jr. The Bulls don't have any first round picks outside of this year. Are you willing to give them a first round pick anyway? So, and given the fact that, that between that and the potential buyout market, which we could talk about, that's coming up both at the guard position and the big man position, I feel like they can get as close to what they could have gotten without giving up anything. And I'm going to sound super cliche, but they're going to make a trade without giving up anyone when Patrick Williams returns maybe in a month or so. When Here they it comes.
3: Lonzo Ball's it's coming back. back. It's like a trade right, without right.
1: actually having to give up anyone.
3: They're all so That was their in. trade. Right, so, right, right. So is it, more, is it more that they believe in the roster and everyone's coming back or is it more that they don't believe and they look at like, you know what? <laughs> uh, we, we don't have Giannis. We don't have Embiid. We don't have KD. We don't, you know, we don't, uh, there's, we're, we're, we're cute. We're nice. We're ahead of schedule, but we're not, we're not NBA championship worthy. I'm not going to do anything dumb.
2: I think they believe in what they have. If there was one question, there's only one player that I would have asked the question based on what you had to give up to get him. That would have been Montrez Harrell. That would have been the only question because seeing what um, the Wizards gave to Charlotte for that, I would have th- – that's one. I, I think I spoke with Mark about this. All right, would you have made a Javante green for Montrez Harrell trade? And, well, I, I know Vito's saying no right now. Right now, you would say, no, of course, but when Lonzo Ball and Caruso come back to go along with Io DeSumo now playing as much as he is, you, you know, one of those, with Javante Green, one of those guys not going to play as much. One of those guys will not be really part of the rotation, and Montrez Hill could be a very vital part of the rotation. So he was the only player that I saw that from. When you look at what AK and Eversley did last year in the offseason – there may be some targets out there for them to fortify this roster, and they think those are possible at the end of this year. Let's see where we're at right now. Let's not do anything to blow up this team as how it's constructed. And let's let's see what might they may have some plans for how they're going to fortify this group in the offseason. And with what they did last offseason, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and trust them on that. And I'm gonna get rid of my dog real quick.
3: Okay, go ahead. Let's get rid of the animal, uh, which is a tremendous <laughs> moment. In, in you now we do-
1: go in and disagree since he doesn't have a chance to defend himself anyway. Here,
3: you you want to have you want my stupidest take of the day? Actually, we'll do that next. Let let let's. Coach <laughs> wanted to talk about Vooch being. A, what's the dog's name? Animal flip? Joplin.
2: What is it? Joplin, like Janice.
3: Joplin, Joplin, yeah, like Janice, Janice. Joplin. I mean, I would have, I would have thought uh, Hodges. I would have thought. Uh, <laughs> no, Starks. We, Starks.
2: we got her trained names. We got her trained names, name so that we
3: we, we uh, didn't uh, have a choice. Uh, on it. Okay, I mean, I think that was a definite window into the coach is not wearing the pants in the Adel no, family. That's how I. That's all right. That's that's that was pretty clear. It's all right. Let's all be honest.
2: None of us are wearing the pants in our households.
3: That's that's a fair statement. All right. So 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 Vooch is on fire at 31 against the Thunder on Saturday night on a back to back playing 36 minutes shooting 14 at 25 still can't make a three. Uh, he was over four in that game. Uh, whatever, it's that's fine. Vooch. Did, he's shooting 29 percent for three in the month of February, and it's been kind of disgusting all year long. But he had 31 and 15, 26 and 8, 18 and 16, 13 and 12, 23 and 7, 36 and 17, 30 and 18. The vooch has come out of it, and we've been waiting for him to come out of it. So, coach, I, I'm trying to understand, like. You know, in the in the OKC game, he was just bigger than everybody, and they were getting the ball, and it was, I mean, it was, you know, taking candy from a baby, really. But, like, what what are you seeing that's happened that Vooch has turned his season around?
2: I think the opportunity, you know, two things. The opportunity, one, to be the second primary scorer rather than the third primary scorer, and uh, that he's going inside. I, I, like you said, he just hasn't had the season shooting the three that he's had in the past, but... He still is a very capable player around the rim uh, scoring, and he's a good passer. And I think that the Bulls may have found something. You know, throughout the season, right, this was our identity. We got off to this great start playing this perimeter-style offense in Zach and DeMar. uh, Then you have some struggles. Then all of a sudden, you know, you lose Zach, and you do need to go to Vucevic more. He's not shooting the three. Let's change up what we're doing with him. And maybe they found how those three are going to eventually really get it done. Because one of the things that I love is if you could throw the ball inside to Vucevic and surround him with a ball and Levine, you may get some open threes for those guys off of them having to help on Vucevic. If he can create double teams from there, uh, because right now the way they've been playing with Vucevic is more, Vucevic isn't the double team creator. He's the guy getting the ball because they double teamed DeMar and Levine. So maybe this will really work for him where he's the one that gets doubled that opens up the offense for him or allows him to really be one on one in situations like you saw against Sharp, uh, I mean against Oklahoma City where he just dominated.
3: I think we need to add on the, the to the to the nickname. Like Vooch is nice, but I think it should be like Voochie Coochie, uh, <laughs> v, you know, Voochie Coochie Galpa, something. The Vooch uh, give give me give me an article, something I'd hate
1: to Google something that said Voochie Coochie, especially on Valentine's <laughs> yeah, that, I that, don't know that, what's gonna come <laughs> up there. I don't believe me... we love Voochie
2: Coochie. I don't I'm not sure <laughs> we would really enjoy that one.
3: I mean, I think Voochie Coochie is straight brilliance by me, but that's fine. I I mean if he plays at this level, he vooch is just not enough. Uh, but all right. Beatle, you, know, you well, seeing anything with Vinny like the
2: Moocher? We got Vinny the Voocher. There we go. <laughs> Vinny the Voocher,
3: Vinny the Voochie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know if he will understand. Oh, yeah, that reference talking some of these other people. Yeah,
1: but I like it. Uh, a, no. The coach hit on the two things the second opportunity. So usage is way up because Zach, some of these other guys aren't there. And then he's going inside, which I guess the one thing I'll add is that you would hope that his success inside will create confidence to a point where that perimeter shot will eventually come around at the end of the year. I know we've been waiting that most of the year, but in the interim it's the opportunity that, that he's had, he's taken advantage of by going inside. We got him credit cause we've, I mean, I've dogged him a lot this year, but he's adjusted and he's playing really well when they really need him right now.
3: You know, there's, there's, there's something about, the, his, he's throwing out some dunks. I mean, that I'm like, Whoa, Vooch getting a little, I mean, a little bit, a little bit of bounce on the Vooch, which is, would be nice to see. And, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed his little post-game interview the other night. I know Vito never cares about these things, but I, I enjoyed his little, his little chemistry, which I do have, um, something for our guy, uh, which is of course, DeMar DeJordan, uh, who's just been out of his skull, 38 points, six straight 30-point game, uh, five straight with 35 or more, first time since MJ did it uh, in 96. And so –
1: He just won Conference Player of the Week too. They announced yeah, like an hour e- ago, right?
3: Eastern yeah. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Uh, I mean, the guy's just been absolutely amazing. So they told him on Saturday that, you know, he, he he's uh, – you know, last time the 35 or more in, in, six, in five straight, Jordan, 96. And DeRozan, quote, I beat Mike, question, uh, question mark. You know, he's kidding around. It's just an honor just to be in any type of record book with, and here comes the key part, one of the greatest of all time, especially playing for this organization. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no. I know that LeBron's Le- 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 saying nice things about you and picking you for your au- for his All-Star team and calling him Debo Debo. And I know he's trying to be complimentary to other players. There's no one of the greatest when you're put on this uniform for the greatest player to ever play anything in any sport. That's how that should come out of. That should just roll right off the tongue. That's my one my only problem with Demar DeJordan this year. Not. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest i can't i can't i can't read that I cannot read that it's not acceptable. I think somebody literally needs to talk to him. I think I might be that guy like i if I was at the press conference, excuse me when you say one of the greatest is that not actually what you mean um you you do know that i mean there's no argument here right i that
2: come <laughs> I don't know he may say kobe now tomorrow tomorrow might throw kobe at you there
3: there are some interesting stats k c uh did did a little breakdown of Damar at 32, Kobe at 32, Jordan at 32. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Jordan at 32, he was averaging 30 a game, 6.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists. Kobe at 32, 25 a game, so five less, five rebounds, 5.1, so one and a half less, 4.7 assists, so almost a half assist more. Shooting 45%, by the way. uh, Jordan was shooting 49%. DeRozan in the middle of the two. 27.7 now different era let's let's get that in there but 27.7 5.2 rebounds 5.1 assists and shooting 51 percent um so pretty good pretty good right
1: yeah i can't i i wish i'd never heard that actually because now i'm I'm, I'm
3: (laughs) I'm shook it's it's
1: one of the greatest i'm shook
3: yeah, thank oh, you. God it's with you. Thank, you. <laughs> Th- thank you, thank you for agreeing. We can't, we can't have one of the greatest. Don't say that. Come on, man. Uh, uh, you, definitely, you definitely need to
2: call him out. Definitely, definitely call him out. And see, what it, see what, see see where. It I goes. need
1: that. I need that. Like whatever LeBron had when he was picking his All Star teams to put in front of his face, so he wouldn't laugh when when KD picked Rudy Gobert over James Harden at the last pick. And they just were shielding each other's faces. I need one of those right now. That 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 was – That, that reaction.
3: Re- that, that was – Honestly, that was the greatest. Um, Got to give Brooklyn a lot of credit on that trade. Yeah. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Because so – Go ahead. Well, he told them
1: that he was leaving. He was but, leaving.
2: But uh, here here's why I give Brooklyn a lot of cre- – I'm going to give him the credit because Mark and I talked about the trade. Obviously, it's good for the Sixers too – uh, at least in the short term. I don't know if it'll be good in the long term, but it's definitely good in the short term because it gives them a chance to win this year. But Brooklyn for sure held out to get as much as they could for the Sixers. They knew the Sixers had to get off Ben Simmons and they, that's why the trade didn't happen earlier. They shook everything they could out of that trade and adding Seth Curry. I mean, to a very underrated part of that trade they added seth curry and two first round picks I, I gotta i gotta say give brooklyn credit for shaking out of philly everything they could to for that deal
1: and i know you can't like say oh we gave up a lot more than what we got like they're two independent trades but the whole woulda coulda shoulda if they had never made that trade and they were running out kyrie kd Karis Levert and Jarrett Allen every day. Like that's an elite. That is the like far and away, in my opinion, the, the best roster construction in the NBA. And I know you can't make this trade trying to get back, but it's just it's just kind of crazy that they gave up all of that for 16 games. But, you know, we'll see what Ben Simmons is able to bring him this year. And to your point, Seth Curry was a great ad, totally underrated player.
3: So, I mean, I think we all believe that. At some point, like vaccine mandates are gonna go away. So Kyrie's gonna be able to play home games right. And now you're gonna have and Ben Simmons says he wants to play. I guess he's gonna play the four. Is that right? They're gonna play Kyrie and Seth in the backcourt and well, it's just like a- having Draymond Green. It's just like
2: having Draymond Green, you know, he's he's able to play almost a point guard position for them from that from that position that they will play through him on the pass quite a bit.
3: Okay. I mean, they've, they've got Kevin Durant. He's coming off a knee injury. And, and and by the way, Kevin Durant, I don't know. Did you guys watch the Durant, LeBron? Did you watch the whole show? Just the clips. No, just a, just, just, a, just a clip. the clips. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Kevin Durant's a weird dude. I mean, not that that's, that's news, but like LeBron... Uh, was affable. He's having fun. He's laughing. Chuck's telling jokes. Katie is just there. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, man, like, y- y- can you can you lighten up? Can you can you have a little bit of fun with this? You're you're uh you're a multiple time NBA champion. You get zillions of dollars. You you don't have to be like this angry KD all the time. But he uh, it was just. Did el- el- you did you
1: see what he said? Uh, which I thought was interesting. I think it was part of his podcast right after, but. He, thought he he goes, I think it would be lit if we picked rosters right before the game started, picked lineups. Like, go on center court, and I'm picking you like you used to do back in the day. I'm like, that actually is so, pretty legit.
3: So, I, I mean, I think it's a great idea, but then you can't gamble on the game and everything. Right, is-
1: and the jersey situation, like, you can't buy a jersey for that because you don't. I guess they can make both for both sides, but um, but you know, you- the whole that part. I agree. It's probably not gonna happen,
3: but I think it would be cool, right? Red and white reversibles or whatever, blue and whatever doesn't matter. And you get is that it, what it, they
1: did in like the '92 Dream Team, where like the they're, they're supposedly the greatest practice all time, did they just pick them all at center court? Like Michael was one way, and Magic was the other, and Christian Leitner obviously got picked last. Sure, so, I think he probably would have picked Christian Leitner over over James Harden. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs>
3: he does always do like weird picks too. Like his roster construction <laughs> is terrible. Like, I, I, I don't, Why, I don't, why he, isn't
2: he not even playing? Why do you even get to be the one to pick the team? I, I don't, I don't get why he got to pick the team when he's not even playing. That, that
3: that's, that's a fair take too. I don't know. But I mean, I, I, I actually, I, I was completely there for the, the ludicrousness of that show. Um, so funny. I, 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 I want to, uh, so, you're, who, who, what's the answer best team in the east who do you who do you got
1: does brooklyn can kyrie play home games in the playoffs
3: yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say that, that he can oh gosh
1: i want to say miami because that's why that sort of roster and construction the way they play is like what i want uh, the best team to be, but I'm a hard time going against a healthy Brooklyn team As crazy. As it sounds because I just think Durant's the best player on the planet. They would have went to the finals last year had Kyrie played and James Harden not been on one leg. They went to game seven against Milwaukee in, in overtime and lost. If they're healthy, they win that series.
3: Uh, I just have a hard time picking the nets right now. You got KD is hurt uh, and won't really give an update on when he's coming back. Kyrie is weird. That's fair. And, and 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 Ben Simmons is what well what's he gonna be I like to me it's Milwaukee I, I think the bucks are the best team in the east but and they added Ibaka, which doesn't really matter but it's I mean it's not a terrible piece to add right
2: I, I think the bucks are I think the bucks and the heat are both really really interesting yeah. but I probably would take the bucks just because they want it but um from last year but the sixers if James Harden, plays at James Harden level possible playing right now the way Embiid is playing they would be so tough to beat they would be so tough to beat with the way Embiid is playing right now if Harden can play like that but i just you know Harden's just so lazy he's he's just I, I, how can you trust James Harden
3: wherever he goes he's a nightmare but i you know i don't know how often you guys look at the standings the Nets are twenty nine and twenty seven. Yeah, the, I mean they are the eight seed right now, playing Miami in the first round if the playoffs started today. I mean the Bulls are the two seed, one game back, but they're also three in the lost column back from being the Raptors, who are the seven seed. I mean it's incredible how tight this is. Uh, and by the way, Atlanta, you know, is is been they've lost their last two, but you know they've they've come back from the dead. They're the ten seed at twenty six and thirty. The Hornets are the nine seed, twenty nine up, twenty nine down.
1: Toronto and Boston are playing really well too. Has they're gonna made, be tougher outs. Cleveland, we haven't even talked about them too. The East is, is, is crazy. Has
3: the there East. been
2: any? Has there been any talk of like who's got the toughest schedule going down the stretch? Because I don't think the Bulls' schedule. Bulls have they. They better win these next two games. Yeah. Because they're after the All Star break, they play a really tough schedule. Like they played Orlando a ton, and some of the, some of the weaker teams a ton. They they play a lot of really tough games. Um after the uh Star break
3: well right so it's san antonio and sacramento which by the way uh the the, the kings are getting killed for their tyrese halliburton trade does anybody <laughs> realize that Demarcus sabonis is a so bonus is a good player it's man still
1: a, he's really good that's yeah. still that's the most king's trade ever though
3: it's it's but i mean you you do have De'Aaron fox right so it's a little bit redundant. I mean, I haven't watched a ton of King's basketball, so I really don't know. But like i staying up I, on the I, West
1: Coast for, for for King's Clippers on a on a Wednesday night at nine
3: thirty. I'm, I'm not, but I, I was listening to NBA podcasts and like apparently their their first game with Sabonis, like the crowd was going nuts, they gotta win. And uh I mean right. You know, I, I okay. I, I listen, remember I remember like Jalen uh, Rose. We've Evo. already yeah.
2: exhausted yeah. enough conversation on the Kings. Let's, let's, uh,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that would, I'm, I'm, I so am the King. Let's talk a little Rashawn Holmes right now. Maybe get into the, the inner workings. Of I did I, I, Marvin Bagley's minutes.
3: I did that last week. Detroit. I did that last week. I said, would you trade Patrick Williams for Rashawn Holmes? And, and no. Coach Luke, really you sure? For a
1: backup center, you would trade Patrick Williams for?
3: I don't know if he's a backup center necessarily. I, well,
1: on I, that team—he didn't even—he barely started. He started in the Kings.
3: He's a good uh, player. I would take him. But I mean, not for He's Williams. 24. He's ridiculous. He's a pretty damn good athlete. Okay, listen. Maybe Patrick Williams is going to be Patrick God. I, I hope. I hope. I hope he turns into Patrick God, and we're all saluting him at at, at some point. I, I just. I think that is at least open to the possibility that he might not be the greatest player in the history of the game. But but hey, let's go. I, I, I'm down. Uh, all right. I had. A little bit of an issue with, did you guys watch the uh, Saturday night's festivities, Bulls OKC? Uh, Neil Funk was back in the building, and he did the second quarter with uh, Stacy. and Stacy was acting like the happiest man in the history of the planet. I mean, he loves Neil Funk, which was really sweet. And then John Paxson, out of nowhere, we haven't heard from Pax, he pops onto the broadcast because, of course, he was alongside Neil Funk. I'm like, oh! Pax sitting in Reinsdorf suite, still going to the games and like cracking jokes. I'm like, I would love to get a real question in at you right now as to what (laughs) what what you know what is this like other than celebrating Neil Funk. But um I give uh Adam Amin credit. Like they're talking about the greatest bulls broadcasters of all time. Like, is anybody gonna mention Jim Durham here? Because I mean, Jim Durham's here and Neil Funk is like, I mean, that's not close. I agree. Uh, uh, it's, like it's I, come on. And like, I, I maybe I'm just too old here. Was Neil Funk a beloved figure for you, Beto?
1: I think you've literally texted me this exact question. Like when he retired a couple of years or whenever that was,
3: Okay, okay. I, I
1: think, I think I like Neil Funk, but I think a lot of the nostalgia towards him in my opinion, I think he's great. Like he was fun to listen to, but I think a lot of the nostalgia towards him is just the era that he was a part of. Right. So he was the radio guy during the dynasty era. And right. like, he's got some big calls. Like I can, th- I can hear his Paxson call. I can hear his Michael 11, 10, like Michael 10 to go on Russell. Like I can hear that in my head. So a lot of that goes to hangs, fires, scores. Like that's in my head. I can hear Costas. I can hear Funk. And he was the TV guy during Derrick Rose. So like, there's
3: a bit of nostalgia there.
2: Well okay. I mean, is it, was it a big story? I mean, I haven't really, I didn't even realize Neil Sa- Funk, Sam Daniel,
3: Smith did, a, did an elaborate write-up at Bulls.com, which admittedly I have not no, read but yet. That's Bulls dot
2: com, but that's Bulls.com, so the Bulls are going to – the Bull, that's that's a Bulls thing. That's not a no, fan I, thing. We're, like, was no, John I mean, Greenberg doing a hell to uh... –
3: <laughs> If we're basing this on whether Greenberg wrote it up in The Athletic or not, the answer is no. He didn't – He didn't. at least not to my knowledge. I did not see any, any Neil Funk pieces. But, I mean, they, they honored him at center court. He was walking around That's with cool the whip. I I'm not yeah. saying they. I'm not saying they shouldn't have honored him. I'm just saying, to coach's point, like was this a big deal? Yeah, they 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 brought him back. They had him do the second quarter. Stacy got a little emotional talking about him, and everybody was apparently Neil Neil Funk. Like they made a big deal of the fact that there was nothing better than Neil in the mornings on the road. What he loved to do was have coffee and his <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what everybody does? I know. <laughs> like, yeah. like, everybody who's like, over sixty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <There's> coffee, coffee, <laughs> and the paper. Kaboom! I got it. Uh, <laughs> Neil nice time the no, nobody
2: right under now. forty is reading the newspaper anymore. No. Yeah. There's not like yeah. one, not one person that has a thirty-nine or below that's read a newspaper.
3: Yeah, I, but the the Bulls were a thing on Saturday night, for the record. I mean, you had the funk thing. You had Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham were sitting in the booth. They were they were showing love. Robbie Gold was there. There were some very interesting signs that I thought were, you know, this is uh, – did you see the – there was one sign, my hot, single, rich aunt needs a valentine. A six-year-old, maybe a ten-year-old yes. is holding up a sign. My hot, single, rich Aunt needs a Valentine. I'm like, who taught this kid that money matters when it when it, when it comes to love? Like, what kind a of hot,
1: car- crazy, rich aunt
3: is the one that taught him that? Yeah, like, like, yeah. don't you don't need to sell that she's got money? Say, how about what happened to like my good-hearted, sweet, fun aunt? My hot, single, rich aunt. I thought this was a terrible thing on society. If I was the Bulls, I would have banned the sign. No, 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 no. You're not holding up that. I mean, that'd have been censorship, and that'd have been right. But like, uh, Beetle was it the your, shy party ant
1: that had that? Maybe she
3: was the ant. Shy party. I don't, aunt. I don't think it was the shy party ant. I'm not exactly. I, 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 you know, I, I had a, I had a hell of a time watching Bulls basketball on Sunday, on Saturday night. Um, there was one other sign too, that I thought I wrote down, but maybe I didn't. Uh, but it, it was big that uh, Lou Dort missed two free throws, and everybody, everybody went home with Portillo's. Big, big night. at big night. <laughs> big, big yeah. night at the it's, it's
1: evolved over the years like what that used to be obviously 100 for the big mac back remember back in the 90s it was they had to score 110 win and you got a taco sort of thing they upped the game in a more difficult era to score but the bulls in the 90s i mean Taco about would be out of it i'm just i'm just
2: impressed that saturday night not only did you watch the game you were taking notes like like this yeah. was this was your saturday hey yeah. you yeah. had the pencil in the air you had your pencil in your ear like oh here I go. I got something for the oh, Windy City. And I love yeah, it.
3: exactly. Well, I, I I might not have watched it Saturday night, but I sat down with my YouTube TV and and, and, and took it. And your dance. newspaper
1: and your coffee. And my day. newspaper, my coffee. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah. And the, the other the other sign, by the way, was Neil Funk. Will you marry me? And she was like twenty two. And I'm like, well, was that Neil the hot Funk? rich
1: aunt? No, aunt? this
3: was this was separate. <laughs> we had the we had the hot rich aunt, and we had the Neil Funk. Uh, Somebody uh, wanna bet? I, I, okay okay all right <laughs> uh, that. here uh b- b- before we get out of here let's let's get back to basketball quickly um two things number one like the DeRozan, how do you coach get in here on how do you break down that everybody knows that this dude is going to drive to call it 15 16 feet away and then he's gonna do he's gonna pump fake you over and over and over again and yet he gets guys – seemingly every time like the, it's 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 interesting to me his game and how it's you know he's so efficient he doesn't shoot the three to to Beto to your you know modern day analytics he doesn't do that but he shoots he shoots 51 and he does the same damn thing every time and they can't guard it
2: well the it first is- thing the first thing i said the first thing that impressed me about to rosen that i had no idea he's a way better ball handler than i anticipated. And because it's not like a Kyrie ball handling, you know, or Curry ball handling, we're so quick and fast, whatever, you don't realize how good the ball handling is. His ability to shield the defenders and go both directions, left, right. You know, when he gets, when he gets into that middle, he really has like four or five things that are what he can do. And that's the reason, you know, he does that little right hand, Uh, step to the side. When he goes on the right, he likes to do that right-hand step to the side. When he's to his left, he usually does a lot more pump faking when he's going towards his left. But then he also freezes you and drives by you and kind of gets fouled, knows how to, like, initiate the contact as he's going to the basket. And the minute he gets that contact – or he's smart enough when a guy is really close to him, he just pulls the shot knowing that guy is going to invade his space and foul. So he just has – a real understanding of those four or five moves. And he's worked at it so well to make it so instinctual that that's the reason. Okay. You know, can you follow that? Was that, was that, is that followable? Uh, Hopefully for people that are listening, what I'm talking about.
3: I, 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 I think I followed it. I mean, I, I, I certainly followed the, 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 ball handling portion of it. I don't know. I mean, Beetle, what do you see? Like how, what what have you learned about him that we did not know before, outside of the fact that he's just insanely good at basketball? Like this is well, year think, th- this is year thirteen for this dude, and it's and he's evolved. He's evolved.
1: I mean, I, I use this comparison before, and again, I know it's not fair to compare him to not one of the greatest, the greatest player ever, um, in Michael Jordan. But once he lost a little bit of that athleticism, he evolved into where we're at today, because if he had continued on the path, he might not be near the player that, that he was. And he also is so good at drawing contact. I swear that some of these players are nervous to follow him because he gets to the line so often too. And just the ability to, to defend myself about the analytics piece. Yeah. I'm a three point guy analytics guy, but the only reason why is because most players cannot shoot a mid-range jumper at a high enough percentage to justify that shot consistently. Of course, there's always times where it's a good shot. He can. So if you're shooting it at the clip that he's at, then it's a fantastic shot. It's a lot better than the shot in transition where you kick out for three sometimes if you can get the easy two. He's just one of a very, probably a handful of within five guys that can do it. So I think that's what I've learned about him is that the dude just does not miss from a certain range.
3: People are worried. I'm worried about like the amount of load that's on his shoulders, right? You know, it's just like, is, is this dude going to break down in year 13 when he's playing 35 and a half minutes a night, which is the most he's played minutes average wise since 2016? When he, and now the, these are all very close, but, te- but if we're going by the technical, it's, the, it's the most he's played since 2016. However, when I, when I watch him, like they, they put him at the top. So he's you know he's bringing the ball down. He's got like a lot of the times right now. He's got Kobe White in one corner. He's got Io in the other corner. He's not. It's not a. And he's not like you know you know just hard pushing the ball. So I don't think he's taking a lot of physical pounding in his role. Like he, he you know he's just kind of he's, he's shifting around his screen. He's pulling up shooting jump shots. I'm not saying it's 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 easy. Like it's effortless. But he's not getting. He's it's not like such a physical game that, I, that that he's getting killed out there that I think it's a huge concern. Does that make sense?
2: I mean, it's a concern. To, it's a concern. Anytime that you're playing, you know, top five minutes in the league, I don't know if he's in that, but playing, like you said, if he's playing more minutes than he's ever, he's played since 2016 at his age, there, there is an effect to that. So the thing that he is right now is he's just so hungry. He's so happy and hungry. He just doesn't care. Right now, he is he he sees his oppor- This is his opportunity to really draw uh, the kind of attention that he has, and he's going to keep doing it.
3: Uh, Dan Levy in the chat here, my guy, saying, "Oh boy, I don't really know what that means, but I'm assuming that he's just loving." <laughs> I think
1: the it's sh- just general out generality. I think you know? he's
3: just loving the show. That's that's what it is. But if if Levy wants to elaborate on 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 his on his <laughs> Bulls thought process and uh, whether it's DeRozan's. Uh, usage and or something about the, this this show feel feel free there Dan good to see you by the way buddy, um yeah I I'm just like I'm just trying to be like hey dude it's fine he can play a lot of minutes like Levine's not gonna be healthy Zach Levine by the way hey hey Zach my my guy dude uh, I I don't want to be the bearer of bad news but the Bulls should absolutely go in and tell him dude. You are not playing in the all-star game. You're not shooting in the three-point contest. By the way, you're not playing for the next three weeks. You're, gonna, you're If you're flying out to LA to see a specialist because your knee is wonky, that means that uh, y- y- we need to take some time and get you right. By the way, you're an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. We're trying to win an NBA championship this year, puncher's chance. You got to get healthy, man. Three three weeks away from the court, that's what I would do, play, playing amateur doctor here. Does that I, make
2: sense? I, I assume that's why he's going to get, get it checked out, though. My guess he's getting checked out is for this specific reason, like, hey, your knee is a problem. You're not going to play this weekend. So I think he's going specifically right now to see, to, to get the affirmation as to should he be out like what you said for three weeks or not.
1: Let's just hear what he's wait to see what the doctor says, right? Isn't that I know crazy as it sounds nowadays? No, no, no.
3: Listen I, to doctoral I, I, advice. I, I don't need to wait for the doctor. He he. Well, fr- I don't like fr- Friday night <laughs> against
1: over here. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, Friday night he he. Listen, he's missed time. Friday night against Minnesota, he lands awkwardly. He plays four minutes. The knees wonky. His knees messed. I mean, it's obvious. I get it. I mean
1: like, you want to protect the investments to your point you, too. Yeah, you protect the like dude. You're you're, you're going down to Stan back in the mid eighties and you're yelling at him if he puts Michael back Night. out. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking
2: yeah, about yeah, our five bulls coaches. Stan Novak was on my list.
3: I'm not going to Tom Tom Thibodeau joking Noah and play him 48 minutes against the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Starters minutes are up, by the way, if you look around the league. Look at what Toronto's starters average. They're like Tom Thibodeau like 10 years ago.
3: I'm
1: not not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's it's happening. It's become more of a theme this year. I
3: I don't mind a young guy being out there 38 minutes a night. I really don't. But but if a guy's hurt or that's different – zach is hurt and I don't care if he's like 95% healthy. Dude, I know you want to play in the All-Star game. I know it matters to you. Go let's uh, just chill for a Go little to minute. go to Cleveland hang or somewhere else. You <laughs> no, no no. You want you want <laughs> to hang
1: go to Mexico Cleveland. Somewhere.
3: Yeah. Well, that's where the <laughs> that's All-Star where game you're... is. I so know. so was, go to <laughs> g- you g- get yourself introduced, hang out on the bench. High five <laughs> your guys! I forget which whoever picked him on whatever team. I think he's on. I think he's on LeBron's team. No, he's uh, on, on KD. He's on. He's, he's on KD's team. Fine. The then throws. fine. Then then hang around, weird KD. Give give him give KD some love. Uh, you know, whatever. But, you know, feel like you're an all star. Do your interviews. Talk about how the Bulls are good. And come on home. That's all. This the fact no, he's going to
2: this tells me there's a very strong chance that's what's going to happen. And I think that's he's just going to get the look. He wants to play. Obviously, if he didn't want to play or do it, he would just already have said, "I'm, I'm out." So he wants to play. So he's going right now to get those answers. If I should I be playing or not? And my guess is he's going to be told right. You and and, and Doc.
3: Right, Doctor Karm is Doctor Karm is here to tell you no, you should not be, you should not play in meaningless uh, all star games and, and meaningless three point shootouts. As, as much as that sucks, and as much as you earned it, and I get it that uh, that will be super fun. By the way, Coach, it's getting darker and darker. You're like fading away. I know. I going to turn the light out because it's getting
2: dark outside. The light is. I'm, I'm using the light from outside.
3: I just I need I need some I need I want to I'll see. on Let's see what happens. Yeah, give give me a light. There we go. Oh, that's it makes it worse. But that's even okay. Let's, good. At <laughs> yeah, that makes we gotta we're, we're we're gonna have to work on coaches lighting for this for the Dewindy second ever YouTube. I I we might have to. Well, we're supposed to be light. done thirty minutes
2: earlier, so you know that's part. Yeah, of the I a tech problem.
3: Yeah, we had a couple technical difficulties. That's okay. All, all right, listen. Uh, the, the bigger issue, by the way, and everything that I just talked about is, is not whether he can play in the All-Star game. If his knee ain't right, they got no chance. I don't care how well they're playing right now. That, that, dude, that dude has to be playing. They all have to be playing at elite levels to have a punter's chance to actually do this. We don't have a Giannis. We don't have a KD. We don't have Embiid. These guys got to be playing incredible basketball. I would not worry about the chemistry with Zach missing time. They've played enough together. Those guys get it. Zach's deferred to DeMar all year long. He'll do the same thing in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, somehow, someway, you got to get him healthy. Let's uh, start eating more kale. Let's get some Pilates going. Maybe he needs to go see trainer Leo, who I, uh, after back-to-back singles matches this weekend, I went for a nice 4 o'clock Leo yesterday down the street. Dude, dude, absolutely just took, took, took apart my hamstrings. I've never felt better. <laughs> trainer Leo. Not trainer. Tra- uh, massage Massage therapist Leo. Oh, that yeah.
1: got you in the right place for
3: the Super Bowl. I love yeah. it. I mean, I was, I was stretched out. I was ready to go. It was it was amazing. Uh,
2: really sad if this team doesn't get fully healthy this year. Right? That would, that be, would just that suck. Would, that would yeah. really, after all these years of having these terrible teams and, you know, be, the last good teams we had were derailed by, you know, Derrick Rose not being able to play. It just would really stink, like, to not have – this year's group have a chance at it right i want to see them have a chance at it
3: which is another thing by the way Derek jones jr hey dude like every time i appreciate the fact that you want to be out there but every time anybody got near you you looked like your finger was about to fall off dude you could sit out another two weeks let's get the finger healthy let's we we have time they're just, you know, you're 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 throwing down dunks, and then you got to rip one hand off the rim because you're in pain. We we don't need you out there, right? Now. I appreciate it. I got it, and we and uh, but get yourself healthy. Like these dudes, they got to be healthy. It doesn't help the team to rush yourself out there when you're not healthy, and then injure yourself further. This is not uh, this is not uh, hyperbolic or whatever. I, I it was it was any anyway, rate, okay. Beto, you look like you're you've had enough, coach. You're fading to black. The no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: They, I, I mean, we'll see. They, they need to defend better. That's what this is concern me right. in, in fairness to them. They're missing their best defender. So I'm not saying, Hey, like this teams if it pick it up, but the bottom line is to coach your point earlier. I'm a little concerned because yeah, they're close to the top, but they're also not far from like the seven seed, given where the East is at. And given the, the, the injury situation and the schedule upcoming after these next couple it's a little concerning. So they really ma- need to win the games they have to.
3: I mean, does it matter? We can talk about this next week, but the, does it matter? Like they're going to have a tough first round matchup. Uh, like, what yeah, well, is they're the seven
1: seed? Absolutely. They don't. are not even a guaranteed a spot. They go to the play in, and also like for the Bulls, I think it. I think we've okay. talked about this before. I think it matters for the Bulls to have a better seed than it does someone like Milwaukee. Absolutely, Milwaukee can, they can turn that. So like the Bulls, the better than or like than the Nets or anything like that. Like home court any edge they can get with deficient talent compared to the rest of the group is, is important. This team
2: needs to be a number two seed. This team needs to be a number two seed. It really does. Not, not just from a standpoint of like what you're w- talking about. W- you need it from a confidence standpoint. You, you don't want to go into the playoffs and say, Hey, we're a reeling team. We want to no, go but into they, the They wouldn't be reeling. Really,
3: they would, but coach, they wouldn't be reeling there. They, the, the, the seven seed is, is three losses back. And, 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 and by the way, like what happens if they're the two seed and, and and Brooklyn ends up being the seven seed? I mean, would that be good? I, I think it's more like who the hell are they going to match up with? Like who do you I mean, not want to play?
2: Okay, so then I want to be the three seed if something like that happens. But either way, I want the Bulls <laughs> coming. I want the Bulls rolling into the postseason positive thinking, hey, we're one of the teams that's that that's – been rolling this year and having a great season. Not the team that's like, we got off to the great start, but then reality hit and we're in a fifth or sixth
1: seed. Who gets the one gonna seed? Lose to, ask you lose in, the first, in the first round. Who's on the one line in the Eastern Conference? Anyway, yeah. I yeah.
3: I mean, That'd Miami's won good. five in a row. I, I haven't done a deep breakdown of the schedule, but like 20 yeah. losses for Miami, 21 for the Bulls, 22 for the Cavs, Bucks, Sixers. Phil's uh, going to make a run at
2: that number one seed. I'm Celtics just to- right now. Philly's going to make a run at that number one season.
3: See, see, you, you think so, but so Harden's not going to play until after the All-Star break. That guy is a complete... But uh, Joel Embiid,
2: Joel Embiid right now, he is saying, playing, I'm not I'm losing. Lying. Joel is like, I'm not losing. This dude wants to win. The honest Joel- to win too, which is, which is one of the reasons for the Bucks. But he's got a lot of dudes on his team that won last year. I'm telling you, Giannis. I mean, Joel Embiid. He wants to win. That's a huge part of it in the regular season. Who wants to win night tonight in the regular season? Different in the playoffs. They all want to win when they get to the playoffs. But regular season, Joel Embiid, he wants to win every night.
3: All right. I'm just t- the, that that stat that off. doesn't ma- that doesn't matter in the playoffs. The Bulls are second in the league, playing on the second night of back to backs as far as victories. So that just speaks to their grind, which is not going to matter. Coach, I'm buying you a lot. Tomorrow's lamp. the same. Tomorrow's the
2: same as Joel Embiid. He right. wants I to win, win. win
3: every night right now.
1: You Google something that said Bucci Cucci, especially on Valentine's. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't that, know that. what's going to come up there. <laughs>
0: This program was recorded on tape for a live audience.
2: We love Voochie Coochie. I don't. I'm not sure if we would really enjoy that one.
3: If we would really enjoy that one. I mean, I think Voochie Coochie is straight brilliance by me, but that's fine.
1: I wish I'd never heard that actually, because now I'm I'm <laughs> I'm
3: shook. My hot single rich aunt needs a Valentine. Who taught this kid that money matters when it when it comes to love? Like what kind of hot crazy
1: rich aunt?
0: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this.